0: So, welcome to the next episode of the BMX in our blood, here with John Skavarla, otherwise known as Superfly. This is episode 7, which kind of makes me wonder who's going to be number 11, Seven eleven. Uh, who's going to be episode eleven? Uh, would it be yeah. Keith Tara? I, there we go, Keith Tara. It's going to be Keith Tara is going to be episode eleven. That was a softball. So. Yeah, yeah, it was a softball. We got to start them off easy. All right, so before we get going, I just wanted to thank the listeners and all the feedback we've been getting and the plugs from other podcasts like Rail to Berm and um, and Dale Holmes High Low podcast. So that's been uh, it's been really good to them to help spread the word of BMX for sure. So, uh, here we go. John, Superfly. Thanks, Joe. Happy birthday, first of all. Thank Happy you. birthday, John. Thank you. Happy Thank you. birthday, Joe. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming and riding today, everyone. Yeah, we're straight off a birthday jam at Kiko. So, uh, hey, what better way to start than to talk about your early years, which were obviously a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> how, many, how many years ago did you start?
1: I've always ridden bikes. Like, um, I had like a banana seat bike, just rode around town. Didn't know what BMX was, but just always rode bikes. And uh, at the playground, this uh, kid, uh, I'm not going to say he was a bully, but he was a couple years older than us. And uh, a good friend of mine at the time, his name was Tommy Worm, Uh we played cops and robbers. And he would always, he'd always be the cop, and he'd chase me. And uh, so this other guy came through the playground, and we had our cap guns, and this guy stole, our, he stole his cap gun. And we were like, oh, we got to go get that guy. So we chased him on our, on our bikes, and he was a couple years older than us, and uh, he rode into these woods. So, like, we get into these woods, and then there was a whole bunch of teenagers and some dirt jumps and turns and berms, and I didn't know what it was. Like, I always thought there might be something more than just bikes, and that was the day that I discovered, like, wow, like, there's this is what it is and uh it was crazy (laughs) rob morales was probably there There a bunch of bunch of other people were there i was probably like 10 or 11 and these kids were like 15 or 16 and i mean if we look back at it right now these jumps were nothing but when you're that small they were they were pretty big so long story short at the end of the day i go home and (laughs) i tell my mom what happened i'm like mom like this kid it's stole Tommy's cap gun. And we chased him and we, and we went to the woods and, and we saw all these jumps and, and like these teenagers and my mom was like, Oh, well, where was it? And I was like, it's by Methodist Church. And she's like, Oh, that's too far. You can't go there. You're never you're never allowed to go there again. And just so pretty much just went back there every day since then. And then uh, that was it. There was a car seat jump. It was like <laughs> the back of a back of a car just on the ground covered in dirt maybe, I don't know. and uh it just launching at the flat
0: That's it. wow were those no. uh organized trails at that time no they were just it was rough just, in the woods yeah you know a couple maybe one jump in a line
1: yeah yep just just, just weird stuff like no one knew what they was doing yeah i mean this is like high. in the 80s it was it was definitely not organized
0: mm-hmm. no yeah when did it uh where did it go from there did it turn into uh, racing or
1: no, I mean, well, those, those trails, like, a neighborhood kid got hurt in there. He got uh, an axle to the head, and his parents threatened to sue, and the trails got plowed. And then, <laughs> it was <laughs> we're we're pla- to the head. at that yeah, point, at that point like, it was like, all right, like, yeah. this is what BMX is. <laughs> These BMX are jumps. And yeah. at that point, I met Robbo, and I realized, like, saw what he was doing with racing. And uh, me and Dan Bailey were like, all right, well, we're going to start racing because that's, like that's what you do like that's the official thing
0: how close to 10 what age well i mean we
1: found those trails at like 10 or 11 and we're jumping those trails at 10 or 11 and then i got my first when i was 11 i got a, a dyno detour and it was like it had pegs gyro and i was like all right all this cool shit like that's how you do tricks but like i was a tiny little kid and trying to jump a dyno detour on shit and it didn't work it's just it was like the opposite of what I should have been doing. So then I got a back Assault when I was like 13 and started racing at Shoreham.
0: I uh, got it. So three years you rode just Rebel <laughs> Trails before you even got into racing. <laughs> yep, yep. And it was because of Rob.
1: Just, just, no, no, not. He, he was, he was the one, like, he was the, the guy who was a BMX racer in town.
2: He was the soups for soups.
1: But, I mean... <laughs> I, pro- I mean, I, I like to think that me and Dan Bailey would probably have gone on and found racing if we hadn't met Morales, but it was, uh, that was like an easier foot in the door because he was already a sponsored, like, well-known racer, and it was like, all right, well, we asked you know, him and his parents, like, how does this work? And it was like, oh, you go to Shoreham and you do all that, so that helped. <laughs> how long did you race for? Um... 13 to 23, like Gee, 10, uh, 10 years. Yeah, I think 89 to 99. Started off as 13 beginner and then stopped when I was 23. Moved up to superclass and uh, it was just tired of getting hurt. Not because I was hurting myself, it was like you're racing these guys that have no, no skill, no bike control. Like they just go to the gym, a bunch of apes, and like <laughs> they can pedal their bike really fast but then you get to a jump, and they just blow up and explode, and... and
3: that was pre-clips, correct?
1: Yep, yep, yeah, right. and you it was like, tracks? it was just the last few times, like, racing superclass, you know, racing these tracks with asphalt turns, and this wasn't smooth asphalt, like, this, the asphalt turns, as you guys know, are like, you know, gritty, and uh, you just shreds your skin off, and it's like, you're sitting there and you're like, well, I didn't cause this crash. Like, I'm hurt. And at this time, you know, trails were blowing up. And it was like, if I'm going to get hurt, like, riding,
0: I want it to be my fault. You must have turned superclass in the late 90s, right? Yep. That was right around time. Yeah, it the was, it it was, it was like,
1: I was done. I, I did like two races with superclass, okay. yeah.
0: And then you went a little bit longer locally, or? No, that was To complete that 10 years?
1: No, I was like, the last national was at Shoreham. Okay. And then the trails became its own thing. It was like, the trails were always there to practice for racing, and then trails just became trails. Like, it just became more popular, and it was more fun just to do trails.
0: You had always ridden trails while you were racing, which was the cool part about Long Island, as far as I remember.
1: No, I mean, everyone rode trails to practice for racing, and then it just kind of shifted more into, like, well, let's just ride trails, and then... All those trails out east in Suffolk County, 7-Eleven, um Oak Park, like it was just the jumps were getting bigger and bigger and it was just, people were more concentrated on that.
0: Let's uh, let's get into that. Yeah. The also, long, long
1: also, out. Sorry. To... Go ahead, go ahead. Like these guys too, over here, that were all like, uh, I remember like on the on the Cody one, it was like, oh, talking about like the other people that were like, uh, that were also sitting in, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Ross... Yep, Johnny.
2: Yep, yeah, Tom, definitely. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> him, huh?
0: So, I mean,
1: you guys, you guys can chime in
0: also. Yeah, wherever you want, you guys can chime in. No big deal at all. So, long island trails over the years. um 7-Eleven was the first that I rode when I came down in the late 80s even. <laughs> <It works>. So, <laughs> what, uh, what other, yeah, we, so you got to lube that back brace. Don't you know? worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, is, Sean Reel is creaky. All right, so, uh, the oil, the
4: Tin Man. Oh my, yeah, he, to he totally
0: looks like the Tin Man. We should yeah. get, <laughs> so, uh, I've seen the oil can. so, so, so so Long Island trails. I mean, I rode them in the late '80s um, into the mid '90s. So that was 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 that the kind of the beginning, the catalyst for other trails in Long Island, or how did that all play out? I mean, I think 7-Eleven got the most publicity and the most
1: recognition, and it was and it it got pushed. It was they took 7-Eleven to another level. Like I think Tara went on a road trip and went to like Fort Wayne, and um, it was like the first time that they saw rhythm sections. Where it was like you're jumping multiple jumps in a row, and then he came back and started doing that at Sev's. I think there was a maybe. A, I think there was a ride BMX article, and it was like the four best BMX spots in the country, and it was like 7-Eleven, Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, Push, Push, and yeah. uh, Sheep Hills. I think.
0: Right. I might be wrong. I remember it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. That's right. But How then. Did you
4: feel about Props Three when
1: it came out. Props Three. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember really Props, props 3. There were so many of them. Props 8 was at Sevs. Yeah, was it
4: that one? It was
1: Props 8, yeah. Props 8 was when they came to Sevs.
4: Yeah. Yeah, That's that was... I when that
1: came out. I mean, it was pretty awesome. I mean, that was like... It was weird, like, you know. All, all the stuff with media pretty much went through Morales, and it was like, oh, you know, like, uh, everyone be ready because, like, MTV is coming, or Props is coming, <laughs> and uh, so, like, let's get the trails running. Like, yeah, they'll be down there at 3... We're like, all right, cool. And like, go there, get the trails running and everything. And then, uh, you know, show up at like 2.30 and the the crew would be like packing up and stuff. And like, they filmed Robbo and we'd be like, wait, what oh. <laughs> Like, so... Oh. Yeah, you're burnt. <laughs> you're <get> burnt. <laughs> yeah. And then we figured that... We, then we, after that happened a couple of times, we were like, oh, okay, all right, all right. So if he says, if he says three, we're going to be there at like 12.
4: Was there like a competitive edge back then where everybody wanted to be there? try and get their own
1: little slice of the media and... Um, a comp- like, it was, there was a lot of competition between Terra and Brian Orochi, like, that was crazy, like, those two were just racing each other, um, and both really good and both progressing and both building at Sev's, so, like, that was, like, a big rivalry. Did
4: it fuel you guys to get even better and do better and be smoother and, and just outdo each other, or?
1: maybe maybe them like myself i was just like ah i just i want to ride the way i ride but the the sevs guys were like they were super competitive and not only with with each other with other trails like if they went on a trip and they went somewhere and they saw a section they came back and they were like oh shit they have this section with you know a 30 foot step up like all right well we're gonna make a 35 foot step up (laughs)
0: <laughs> and like, and,
1: and Sevs was on flat ground also, too.
0: Right. Was, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Sevs but said, like, that's... You had yeah. to pedal at Sevs. Yeah. How, how many
4: jumps were at Sevs in its heyday?
1: I mean, there was the 20-pack, so that's easy 20. Yeah. And then, I don't know, if you did the math, maybe 100. But like, yeah. there, was a, there was an original Sevs before that, that Terra was building at, which was completely different. And then it got plowed, and then he rebuilt the second Sevs at the same place. And the first one had some crazy jumps on it, too.
3: I hear that Tara is rebuilding the 20-pack,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah, will.
2: At his new spot? A new spot. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. wow. That's awesome. Recreating. In, wow. yeah. yeah. In Target? I want to go. I want to go. to Target? Sev's
1: was nuts. Sev's was crazy. Yeah. And it was like, the, through the, aisles. the place was so good. <laughs> and, like, and all these people would go there. And he's, he, he put all this, I mean, not just Keith, but Keith was the main guy there. All the locals put so much time and effort and work into it. And it's not like Kiko where it's like kind of off the beaten path. It was like everyone knew where it was. So like you put all this time and work into this place and then like you got like these little kids coming in there and everyone just riding your stuff and they got super salty and like super pissed. You know, it's frustrating.
2: Is that where you first started getting salty? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, that's, a good, that's a good question. Well, not man, a set. That's
0: so a good one. But he's not the true. <laughs> he's I, he's not the number one salty guy. So let's no, no, Let's I'm, hold that off. No, no. absolutely. Who's no. the salty guy? No. Yeah, how, no. am I, no. how am I salty? Uh, All right.
2: I yeah. yeah, yeah. Who is the
4: most
0: salty? the yeah. best
4: segue to me. I know, yeah,
0: How am I salty? How am salty? All right, let's jump ahead and then we're going to go. Right. We're going to jump ahead, but then I promise we're going to go back. Let's just clarify. Who's the number one salty dude. Uh, on, Long <laughs> on Long Island. Is that Terra?
1: I think it's oh, oh, very good. We go Tara. I mean, he he built <laughs> he built a jump called Salts in front of one of the most amazing sections of dirt jumps just so other people couldn't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: mean I gotta respect that. <laughs> <He's>
4: salty, like, <laughs> respect I don't know. You gotta respect the saltiness yeah 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 that
0: jump was hard that jump was hard that's, that's like salt, yeah it's like salt flats. that's like <laughs> that's as salty as, salt as you can get all right well let's all right, I promise we'd go back so let's uh, a, a lot of these guys here may not have heard a lot of the places we're going to talk about, but what were the other big places in Long Island? I know I went to a few, and you know them very well. What were the other big ones back then that were really influential in in riding progression? I mean, in the very beginning, there was a place
1: called Clinton, and that was like right before my time, Uh, Rob Mick, Rob Mickalini from Port Jeff uh, Bike Doctor, he was like the main guy there, and um, that, there was a BMX magazine, in BMX Action, Spike Jones went there and shot photos of those guys riding that place, so that's pretty epic, and then when that place got plowed, uh, Clinton too was Genovese, and those were the first trails that I went to and Rob Mick was also like the main guy there, and like Ronnie Gaskin rode there, and a bunch of guys that raced, and it was like like trails, but like a racetrack and a racetrack, like a U. And then after that, uh, it was pretty much like 7-Eleven, and then 7-Eleven was on the next level, and then there was Oak Park, John Lee, Matt Veach, uh, Reed Carlton, like those guys built Oak Park, and then there was, that was big, and then there was Hooligan, and uh, we all know the Hooligan locals, We got Kay here, Brian Kaminsky with us today. Like, Hooligan was, you know, that was in Nassau County. So like, and then I had Port Trails in Nassau County. There was always trails Uh, out east. It was there was more like there's more land. There's more. It was easier to get away with it. There was the the BMX country bike shop. There was the Shoreham track, and there was trails. So like, you could do all of those different things, and they all worked together. So that like really influenced the scene and helped
0: it. Rich Soper's too.
1: Soper had trails in his backyard. Yep, at his parents' house, it was like a tight circle. There was photos in BMX Plus from that. So like, it was pretty much out east on Long Island was like where like the real core of it was.
0: I don't remember another state that got as much trail publicity uh, aside from California than than uh, New York, specifically Long Island.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of guys, and like you said before, like there was some competition. And it was like, competition with, with each other, other trails in other states, and even trails in other towns. But like, so like, you know, we went to, like, there was the old Patchogue Sterris trails. And then we met this guy, John Lee there, riding. And uh, I think it was like, he had a number plate on and like a full face helmet. I think it was like 27L. I might be wrong about his number plate number. But anyway, we were like, who's this guy like jumping the stuff? And he's like, oh, you should come to my trails. We're down the street. Like what? All right, whatever. What is he talking about? And then uh, we go to his trails, and it's Oak Park, and there, there's like a thirty-foot set of doubles, like on the on the flat ground, and that was like the big, epic set at Oak Park.
5: That's, so, damn.
1: yeah. And then it was like, you know, once we found out about that, and Tara and everyone from Seven Eleven were like, "Oh God, now we got to compete right with this." So, like that competition really pushed <laughs> things ahead.
0: Absolutely, man. It sounds like it. <clears throat> Geez, All right. Well, that's going to bring up a vintage question did, later did, on. Yeah, well,
1: and how, how did you guys start coming to Long Island? Oh my! Well, it was you know? all
0: Sevs. I mean, Seven Eleven in the late '90s, and I want to say Starets, but um, but you came out to Shoreham first to race. Yeah, I mean, we were out to Shoreham quite a bit, um, but we we learned about Seven Eleven quickly, so we started to take separate trips down to Seven Eleven. And uh, I've got to I've got to apologize on the record here that. Um, a couple time the magazines came, we uh, crashed the party and got a couple pictures in there because we know what time they started. Yeah, yeah. So somehow, probably yeah, Jeff I, Allen can be blamed for that. He must have known from Robbie what time they were starting. But um, but anyway, <laughs> we we uh, we wrote that stuff, and I'm sure we wrote. Um, I'm sure we rode Oak Park. You said that was where the thirty thirty foot set was.
1: Yeah, it was about that. It was probably a little bit smaller, but it felt like that.
0: Well, we call it a Long Island 30. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm just first of all, I think it's a Connecticut. No, I'm just kidding. Because someone said that today at Kiko, they that's- said it's a Long Island 30, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it came so. from Remo. I was talking Remo No, no, no doubt that's that's plausible. The yo, yo the Remo. big jump at
1: the end of Creature is not even 30 feet. Yeah. I think it's like 27, 28. Shut maybe. Shut up.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're landing in. 30 well, though. You're landing yeah. a okay. time.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're landing 30. Yeah. You're giving So Creature is uh Creature is the, the long set at the end? Yep. No. All right. 29.7. So, okay. <laughs> we, we we round no, up. No. Especially in Connecticut, we round up. So um so let's get to contest because you you stopped racing, but uh you, you know, let's not forget the most important thing. You're one of the only guys I know that started racing and riding i should say riding then racing um uh we're talking 30 years ago now 29 30 years ago yeah i mean 10 or 11 so it'd be 31 32 31 32 years ago so you're one of the only guys i know that has ridden straight through to today which is huge and everyone in this room should absolutely give you a round of applause for that just please thanks so uh, that's that's a long time to hang with it straight. You know, I, I I wish I did. You know, it's I give you a lot of credit. So um so anyhow, so contest. When did that start to come into play? Because the picture I posted for this interview on Instagram was from the South Street Seaport uh, contest. So were there other contests before that? And and also, of course, talk about South Street Seaport.
1: Uh yeah, contests were never like a big thing. I mean. That photo was from the South Street Seaport. Uh, at that time, I guess, once Long Island got known for all this, uh, there was the the Panasonic core Tour that came through the city. And um, they wanted to make jumps at South Street Seaport. And uh, they got in touch with Enos from base. And he told them, get in touch with the Superfly and the guys from Long Island. They'll help you out, build the jumps. So we got hired to build the jumps. And, uh, it wasn't like a very good gig. We kind of got screwed with what we got paid and how we got treated, but uh, it was cool, you know. So that was, to, to, it was cool because it was because it was so
5: sincere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, it was it was cool
1: because when was the last time you saw like dirt jumps in the middle in the middle of New York City? Yeah, I mean that was like that part with, like, is the Brooklyn, amazing. With the, all right, that, that was cool.
0: That was cool. Yeah, that part's amazing. and
1: like it went on for a couple of years and then. Uh I guess they weren't making the money that they wanted to or whatever and then they moved it to to Long Island, the parking lot at Jones Beach. Whoa. And
0: uh, yeah, yeah, uh wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so there was more than one year of this South. that I think that there was Panasonic. two I think there
1: was two or three at South 3 Seaport and then yeah. And then there was and then there was one at uh at Jones Beach. Yep.
0: Yep. Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, it was wow. it was cool that like at the time all of the the top pro dirt jumpers Corey Nastagio, yeah, Stephen Murray, like all those guys were coming out and riding, like that was cool.
0: Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. I thought yeah. that was just but there was, a but, but there off.
1: was. Uh, I mean, if I, if I rode in those three contests, and I might have rode in like one or two dirt jumping contests at the Christmas Classic, like that might have been it. Like Tell I don't think again. I don't think there was more than like five dirt jumping contests.
0: Those hey, were yeah. those were fun what and funny. What do
4: you think about back in the day where you would actually be? Building the dirt jumps and then being in the contest to actually jump the dirt jumps that you built, like there's definitely a like a, a different thing ways uh, that way, ways of things.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Today. That was that was awesome. Did you like, like that aspect? Yeah, that was it? awesome. That was awesome because I mean I think I think in the uh, the South Street Seaport ones I entered as amateur because it was like you know these guys were you know. Corey Staggio, Stephen yeah. Murray, and it's like I'm gonna do a couple of tabletops and some turn downs. And uh but that was awesome and like you know, they came there and they, they knew that, you know, that we were building the jumps. So those guys were so stoked and it was like, you know, we were all on the same team, like we we're all on the same level, just hanging out with the bros. But like that felt good
4: it to be like there was more of a connection between the riders and the people like uh contributing to it and it was more seemed more of like a... Yeah, I mean family,
1: I that think. that part was cool. That part was cool. Like it was like uh, when they had those jumps at South Street Seaport. It was like you know all the riders from Long Island came out, like all the trail riders, the dirt jumpers, and it was all it was all one thing. Like we definitely didn't feel so excluded good to represent like yeah. where you were from. Oh yeah,
4: actually do good and, and show these people that hey we got have some talent. Here. Yeah, didn't you win the higher
1: contest? Uh or no, came close? yeah I think I, I got you second. Got, like second. Score. Yeah I got second. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's awesome, yeah being from New York and you're at the epicenter of yeah that was right yeah there. it was awesome. I got a
1: picture of me doing a tabletop with the Brooklyn Bridge in the background yeah. so it doesn't get better any better than
0: that right yeah how cool is that yeah that's awesome so uh give me a little a little um, kind of glimpse at at what went on in your history with traveling around because you' mentioned that you moved to a couple different places to visit you know, semi-long-term.
1: Uh, I mean, in, 10, in 2010, uh, I got the opportunity to go to South Africa, and that was pretty awesome. And that goes back to uh, the South Street Seaport. And I think I think it was the first contest there in 2000, I met a guy named Toby. And he was a fan of Base Brooklyn, and he had followed um, the videos and the magazines and stuff, and he introduced himself to me. And he said he was from South Africa, And he rides BMX and he has a a t-shirt company, same thing as me. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome, that's cool, man. He's like, yeah, if you ever wanna go to South Africa, like, let me know. And then I was thinking like, I'm never gonna go to South Africa. And then fast forward to, I think, maybe 2004, I'm in Austin, Texas, and I run into him again. and, And he's like, hey, what's up, man, how's it going? I'm like, oh, wow, good to see you again. And he's like, yeah, if you ever wanna go, if you ever wanna go to South Africa. And then in 2010, it was time and I like, talked to him through Facebook, and he's like, yeah, if you wanna to come to South Africa, like, you can work in my screen printing shop, you can stay at my house, like, places to ride, and I was like, that's awesome, let's do it. So I went there for six weeks. And I think that was, like, right, I think, Russ, you went there before that. When did you go to South Africa?
3: Three years ago. Yeah. Three, years three years
5: before, ago. three years what? Three Just years. three years ago, yeah.
1: After you. No, he was at, you were there before me, with the Fox guys.
3: Cause oh, no, no, know. that was different. That was a Red Bull thing. That was, it's like, three <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> three years ago? Oh, what? I think it was three years ago.
1: You weren't there before me? I
3: don't think so. I?
0: Oh. I went after you. Oh. <laughs> no, I never went. Because no, you, <laughs> you were telling me about it. Oh. All right. sorry, I thought you went before me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, so like that Soup. was it. Soup, just me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You were Paul. the first. Yeah, Paulie's going
0: there in like 2 weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I Heard oh, about he that. That's awesome. And, and and you know what's what's what's, what's rad is uh, uh Danny's been there, Danny Bailey, and uh Jay has been there a couple times, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Been
5: rolling yeah. right across the Atlantic. Yeah,
0: in like th- 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 in 3 days. Is that connected? I mean, not to not to get too far off subject, but those guys I think, and their I think, trips?
1: I think they were going anyway, but when I found out they were going, I was like, you have to talk to Toby, okay. and then they connected with Toby, and then when they got there, he's like, he's like the grandfather of BMX in South Africa. Got it. Yep, so he, so he, was, he knew who they were and totally took care of them, got
0: so it. he's the man. That's awesome. So, Paulie will probably see Toby there. Yep. Okay. Yep. I
1: think they've already connected on Instagram and Tinder.
0: Okay. <laughs> wow Wow, that's just i i thought you said it and then i realized you really did say it, Snuck it in. but uh but yeah that was a that was a good sneak attack on that one that was um all right so uh so austin where does that come into play with your with your history
1: uh austin is like Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> i mean as probably like half the people in this room know it's like uh, northeast winters suck. Like you can't ride your bike. It's terrible. There's nothing going on. And uh, in the early in, in the early 2000s, that was like the all of our escape. Right. You no. Know, we have a good friend, Paul Eibler, who was going to college there at the time, and um, BMX rider. He actually built East Side trails first. He built the Sunday side with with Sunday Jason Sunday. And um, Those
4: still there, right?
1: Uh, no. no? Okay. The jumps are there, but they're not running. Okay. So what happened there is him and Sunday started this spot. It was mostly Paul, but Paul being from New York and Sunday being from Texas, everyone knew who Sunday was. No one really knew who Paul was. Sunday got all the credit, and it was called Sunday's Trails. And that was like on the smaller side. And then Paul had enough of that and was like this. I'm going to go across the creek, and I'm going to be on the east side of it. And... Uh, I'm gonna build East Side, so Paul pretty much built East Side. The trails that like uh, Nutter, Clint, and Maddie all have right now, like that's what Paul built.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So they're riding what Paul built. Yep. Well, the framework, the framework. Right, right, right. That that main line. Same spot though. That
1: main line, Paul. Paul built that main line. So he was our friend that was down there, and uh, one of the most generous guys ever. Was like, yeah, come on, guys, like, come on down. It's like, you know, I'm going to school. And it was like, little do you know, like there's gonna be like 14 like BMX dudes like living, living like in his closet, his spare room, like anywhere. Right. And it was just like that's we ran it like that for, I think like two full winters, like that was the the escape from New York. Yeah. Because, like I said, these New York winters,
0: you're not riding your bike. Fortunately, we have some indoor, but even that's far away, so that's that's tough. But. Um Still on the topic of trails, let's get into Kiko. When did um when did Kiko start and was it you that started it? Primarily?
1: Uh, I almost always have had trails. Like there's there's got there has to be somewhere where, you know, you can ride. Like I had before port, like a little circle track in Cove, And um <laughs> after that place didn't run anymore yeah. found I out that there was a place called uh I forget what it was called. It was like Vinnie G's Trails. And it was like and it you know, it became port. And Vinny G that was like this crazy old school racer, like completely out of his mind, nuts, great guy. So we went to his trails, and you know, they just went all over the place. Like, the lips were forwards, backwards, berms. But we needed a place to ride. So then I started building there, and then at to, Vinny's place. And yeah, all right. And then just you know try to make some sense out of it and some structure and being like alright the jumps should go this one way <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know yeah, I love the
1: yeah, they, were, were, the yeah they went they went both ways like you could jump um, everything fr- like frontwards and backwards Three
2: that went back up but that yeah. was like so
1: Port section. was like from the mid 90s maybe like 94, 95 until like 2000 and then Port got plowed and then there was a couple years where I tried to start to build other trails in other places but it just didn't work out it wasn't really good I, rem- I remembered as a kid, the woods in Seacliff that were close to my house, and that's what is Kiko. And I never thought about building in there because the hill was very steep. It was like, there's no, we were, everything was flat before that. Hooligan was on flat ground, 7-Eleven, Oak Park, everything was on flat ground. But then at that time we had started to travel to push and to, uh, and to Posh and the, the trails in Pennsylvania. And we realized like, oh, if you use the hill, you don't have to pedal. And like, and that's like, yeah, that's like yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, like
0: the whole, yeah, doesn't it all have to be like Oak Park? No. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Oak Park, it was, yeah, you had to, you had to pedal. So then realized like, oh, well maybe I could figure out how to make the jumps on the hill. So like went in there in 2002 and started to, and started to build some jumps in there. And then. It was a motocross spot before that so like the motocross guys came in and then they, they they roosted up everything and they were like oh you guys this is the motocross spot you guys aren't building bmx jumps then they, they faded away and they, they moved on and and they weren't back there so then i went back again in 2004 and that was the the first season and we started building some jumps where the creature line is in 2004 so that'll be 15 years this spring
0: so what's the uh, what's the biggest challenge of, of Kiko? I mean, are you is this kind of a, a spot that's on the down low? It's is it semi invite only?
1: No, it's it's like,
5: shoes, yeah. well, no, did, it's both. It's both. It's like yeah.
0: Well, I did combine two questions. Sorry, the challenges. Well, it's like it's
5: it's like it's the
1: most known about secret spot. Because like there's a there's a there's a train that drives right by it, like, twenty times a day. Mm-hmm. So when the leaves are down, like you can completely see where it is.
4: Hey John, this yep. is the thing that- how do you feel about say in the uh, early two thousands versus everybody trying to keep trails secretive? So kind of touching on what you just said, to so now in social media, everybody knows where something is and they're trying to promote their trail spot. How do you feel about well?
1: That? At certain points like you want to keep your trails secret because you want to keep them existing. Like, you know, so you start kicking people out if it's uh, if you think that they're gonna be a problem. Like, uh, when Dig ran an article, they did a little interview and I said, like, I'd rather be the asshole with amazing trails than the nice guy that, that used to have trails. That's that's pretty much how how you have to do it, you know? And at, there there's certain times where it's like, who are the people that are coming there? Are they gonna contribute? or are they going to like blow the spot up?
4: Or so, like, legal. Legal. so like, or that's just, like, that's what you have to figure out. To and I like I drag guys, are drag just guys. in it to get social media. That thing doesn't like, really like, matter. Do some yeah, people are just all, like the OG getting social media out. likes, or are they, really? are they really? Yeah, well back
1: really right? then, really back then, you know, I don't the know social media aspect of Trails is new. It's a new thing. So it's, if you're gonna show up to someone's spot and start taking photos and trying to get likes, like you should have permission by the whose trails it is.
4: Because back in the day, if you went out a camera and you took a picture...
1: Yeah, well, back... That was a big problem with, with yeah, Posh. With Posh. Not allowed you know, there was five guys digging and 50 guys showing up. Right. And every time someone took a video of the place and put it out, that... Brought another fifty people there, like and like this. there was a there was a, a sign up at Posh for a long time that said no video cameras.
4: Like this could fly yeah. back in the day. If yeah. Didn't. Yeah. But absolutely. Nowadays, if someone whips out something for a for yeah, a,
1: a, I mean, luckily now Posh problem. and Caddy are all legal, yeah. and that's and that's and now like you know they have an easier section like a pump track built into it, that's and that's and that's great. You
5: but back then. In your
4: back? It's- <laughs> no, I love it. See, I love it. Dude. I love it. I'm like, the I see. I does see. Does see salt still hit your lips when you see a camera.
3: I've never been. I've never.
1: I've never said no cameras. I've always been like, no, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I.
5: <laughs> when I see.
1: When I roll into the trails and I see Johnny with his backpack and his camera gear, I'm like, all right, we're gonna get some good stuff.
4: You, you the whole time, definitely still feel a little
1: in their neck. Oh, exactly. like, the yeah, it depends. Depends. You know, there's. I mean. Digging in the woods will make you crazy. Like, this is, you're riding you're riding, you're riding, you're riding, you're riding, you're riding little kids bikes and you're, you're finding like these spots in the woods and you're spending hours and hours and hours building these dirt mounds to the way you think that they should be. And then you're arguing with your friends about how they think it should be. And like, and then you're chasing out like little kids. People are trying to like place on fire and like, and you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s doing this, like, it makes no sense.
4: Like, that's how things I mean, get it, crazy. How many the heated arguments have been, over the years, between rail trail riders over the steepness, or shout, or. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, <fun>. like. <laughs> has that brought families down? I mean, I mean maybe. I mean, i Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm just, I'm yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about grown men arguing over Piles of dirt and the angles that they're stacked at. Yeah, It no cool makes ones. no sense. But there's, yeah.
3: still, there's still a set of trails on Long Island that no one can go to because because of these things, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's just yeah. uh, yeah, so, yeah. one. There might be more Africa's than one. I think it's just one.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, oh, yeah. There's, there's trails in Long Island yeah. that you, you you can't go there. Unless you're one of the three guys... Right,
4: sure yeah. one, of the <laughs> one, is, one of the three guys <laughs> that that, that build there. You can't even... Really? Yeah, yeah. Is that a serious issue in the late 90s wow. and early 2000s? Oh, so if you, really? if you, That's if you, you were not anybody. according to these rules, yeah. and you were not... There, if you got disagreed know. against, were you not allowed so, to go to a certain place? Know, know, so was that a serious issue? How serious was the matter?
5: Back
1: Back then, the trail builders, trail riders, like... Everything was, I I guess when you're younger, you know, you know, you're more passionate about things. Maybe not more passionate, but like, but you're more defensive about things and you're trying to protect it more. And so it's it's easier, like, you know, to come to a head about some stuff. But now I think I feel like we've all been doing this for a long time. We've all built our trails. You know, everyone's welcome at everyone else's trails. It's like it's way more relaxed.
0: I think the community community is a, a little tighter. I think it's. Uh, oh yeah. I think social media in that aspect actually helps because you can kind of get that connection straightened out ahead of time before you before someone just shows up, you know. So um, yeah, I
1: mean, well, Kiko, there's rarely been anyone that goes to Kiko that doesn't contact one of the locals first. But we're also like not where the boondocks was and not where 7-Eleven was. Like it's hard to get to. We're not right off the LAE. Like you have to get off the LAE and drive 25 minutes and figure out a place to park. Whoa, whoa,
0: don't tell the whole story. Yeah, (laughs) all right. I'll give the I'll give the address. We had it private. Yeah, yeah, we had it private. Don't talk about you know. Don't don't, don't talk about having to jump over the hay bale on the southeast side of you know Jones Street. You know, all right. Because I think we just threw everyone threw everyone off with that comment, so we should be good. I think sure. it's isn't it in Port Jefferson anyway where we were today? Yeah, yeah, Pico. Yep. Yeah, right, that's where I thought we were. I thought I saw. I thought yeah, I thought I saw water from there. So so the last thing I wanted to talk about, it's pretty important thing to me before we go to the the. Questions from uh, social media, which are going to take up a good part of this interview, <laughs> okay. because uh, man, people want a piece of you. Uh-oh. so um, <laughs> so um, so, so let's talk about. Bar, so like nine, 10, well, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a little while. It's good really thing it's a Saturday nice. night. So, uh, let's let's talk about Superfly the 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 business. Um, when did you when did you start to work for yourself? Uh
1: well. When I first started racing and going to the shore and BMX track, uh there was BMX teams that have their uniforms and they were all pretty corny, like just lame logos and neon SBC? stuff. And oh yeah, that come was come on. SBC? And I, I was on SBC, so I I, I wore the yellow uniform. So Russ, what? Russ, right? You were on yeah. The SBC. Yeah, me and Russ, so, me and Russ Barone were teammates on SBC. What? Hey, so was Salty. Salty
0: was on yeah, there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A lot of guys from Long Island. Yeah, and then. um one of, the really special, one of the special things about Shoreham was, like, that was the home base of Base Brooklyn. And then Step Design, Ted Nelson, and Jeff, and you were coming down. And uh, Ted Nelson was a huge influence on me because, you know, he had these shirts with, like, very, very cool designs on it. And it was, like, I go to the BMX track, and these people are wearing, like, these lame uniforms, and this guy's selling stuff with, like, just the coolest stuff ever. You know, Japanimation girl on a shirt. Like, I remember there was a, a jumping contest at the track. And I won a set of base stickers. I got, like, seventh place. And I won a pair of base stickers and a step shirt. And uh, everything, everything that they did was, like, inspiring. So that's how I ended up starting my own clothing company, which is Super BMX. Uh, when was that? It was actually, I got a screen printing kit for my 17th birthday... On that day, so that would be 25 years to the whoa, day today.
5: Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. From, yeah.
1: I, from my ex girlfriend. So I came up with design Oh, whoa, whoa, everything oh, oh, just wow! <laughs>
5: wow, it was just for
0: Damn, that went right, south fast. All right, or anyway, all right yeah. So, so, you got it from your grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my
1: grandma, so my grandma gave me this screen yep, printing kit. So your grandma, and your uh, grandma. I had, you know, my nickname was Superfly already at the time. So, I made a, a logo that said Super on it, and I went to the BMX track at racing day, and um, I had like 20 shirts, and I ended up selling them. They all sold out. I'd go to the flea market and I'd buy like the your ir- shirts, like three for ten dollars, in my parents' kitchen. With the screen printing it making a mess like my mom's yelling at me but then sold them all at the track and it was like successful and I'm like all right I gotta make more I gotta make more and then I i I kind of knew Rob the other Rob from base uh so that was like Enos's partner at the time I saw him in the parking lot and I was like hey look I made the, I made these t-shirts you know like I like bass like I, you know I look up to it that's awesome and he was like oh you should you should come to our shop and just make your shirts at our shop and maybe, maybe make our shirts because we don't know what we're doing. So you could probably figure this all out. Like go, go, go talk to Enos. Yeah, go talk to Enos. Yeah, Rob, sorry, Rob Hughes, that was Rob Hughes. Oh, it was Rob? Yeah, it was Rob Hughes. I, I just oh, wow had a brain fade for a minute. I, I, couldn't remember. Okay. I couldn't remember, but it was Rob Hughes. So I, I ended up going to uh, Base Brooklyn. They had a, a store called The Chop Shop. And I was like 17. And these guys are like four or five years older than me, so they're like 21, 22. And mm-hmm. like, I thought that like you know, these guys were like, you know, adults. <laughs> they own Base Brooklyn and they have a clothing store. Like, everything was under control. Like, they knew what we, they were doing. And if anyone has ever met Enos, that's obviously not the case. But anyway, like, they threw me a bone. They were like, yeah, you can print your, your stuff here and then just and work for us. I was lucky enough to get my foot in the door and be able to use an actual professional screen printing press and and business to make my super shirts. And then I started working for Base and printing all the base shirts. And then uh and then and Ted and Ted was the uh graphic designer for Ted did almost all of the base stuff also on top of that. So that was awesome. So that's how I started that's how I started screen printing t-shirts. It was like making the super stuff and super became super BMX, and uh, and then it did, then it turned into like me screen printing for other businesses, which is what I still do.
0: The biggest part of your business, obviously, is is not what you sell for supply. Right. It's, it's right. It's local businesses. Local businesses. Yeah. Local
1: businesses. The pizza places, the plumbers, the painters, the landscapers. Right. You know, it's a small town, and it's, yeah. everyone always needs shirts. Right. So, that's what I've been doing for the last twenty five years. 25 yes, yeah. years.
0: So you've been, you've basically been self-employed your your entire life. No,
1: I mean I worked I worked for Base for a long time, on and off uh, hey, from their early know? days in Franklin <laughs> Square to when they were in Flatbush, uh, <laughs> Brooklyn, and then they were in the Navy Yard in, in Williamsburg, and then I worked for some other like larger uh, screen printing companies with automatic presses and right. just learned a little bit from all the different places that I worked at, and then pretty much was like. Don't want to work for anyone else, so just tried to make the whole working for myself thing work, just not to have to deal with a boss and to be able to do things on my own terms and have time to go and ride the trails.
2: Yeah, 25 years to the day. America, 25 years yeah. to the day. Thank you, Grandma. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Grandma
0: Grandma absolutely rocked it with that one. So, um, all right, are you ready for the... <laughs> are you ready for the real stuff i mean we've oh, all right Instagram, we we've messed around that. for about 45 minutes of wow. just you know setting the stage for this all right here comes the dirt bro. yeah here comes the stuff but, but uh salt's gonna actually let, let let's start with uh like you said the softballs No curveballs. so that's right no curveballs to start so uh you, you you mentioned superfly a lot of people that listen to this will not know the nickname superfly uh where did the nickname come from Curtis Mayfield fan. No. <laughs> 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 Nothing no. with wrestling, I'm guessing. No, it was no,
1: it was it was 100% wrestling. Yeah, when I was in <laughs> elementary school uh, in the mid 80s, WWF huge. Like we were all into WWF. So we all chose which wrestlers we were, and I was very small for my age. So like all the kids would wrestle on the playground and they'd all like beat the shit out of each other, and I just wait till like that was about over and then I would hang out on the top of the playground, and it was like, I'm like, I want to be Jimmy Superfly Snooker. So instead of Jimmy Superfly Snooker, I was John Superfly Scavarla, and I just jumped on the last kid standing, and was like, I'm Superfly, and had nothing to do with That know. is awesome. Yeah. That is so
5: awesome. It had nothing, yeah. so <laughs> awesome. it had nothing to do with BMX.
1: So then, yeah, and then and at the same time, I started racing, so like, uh, I kind of had that nickname, just... I was calling myself that. My friends were calling me that without BMX. And then I was friends with Dan Bailey and Rob Morales. And I went to my first race at Shoreham. And also there was uh, Pete Dalewski, who I think on Instagram he's double A Pete. I think he's still an announcer. Uh, he was friends at Robbo and he was announcing at the Shoreham track. So it was like my first race, my first moto, and like the gate drops down and uh pete's like gate drops down 13 year old beginner here we go and he like he knew who me and dan bailey were and it's like we got dan bailey and like we're getting to the first jump and like i hit the first jump and just jumped like pulled back and did like a big turn bar and like looked at like my mom and dad and like the entire like everyone in the race just went by like i just aired it out and uh pete was like that's Superfly going high <laughs> in the first jump, and there goes everyone else. And like, and that was like pretty much. Uh, once he said that in front of everyone at Shoreham it was like Superfly, and then came back, and everyone at in BMX knew the nickname like Superfly. Yeah, so that's how that was. And then,
5: but
0: that's that's actually a much better story than what I expected. Yeah, so, that's, so then, that's actually, yeah, so then, that's, that's you know, awesome. So uh,
1: so I had the super uh, the nickname Superfly for years and years and years, and then it's like. It, it got turned into um super soup soups and now it's like pretty much everyone says soups like i'm not going to go around introducing myself and say hi i'm super fly you know you, though? Heard that yes absolutely okay. Yeah. Okay, sure. yes i yeah. am super yeah.
5: yeah.
1: well if it's if you're at a, if i'm at a BMX something at a BMX event that's that's that'll work heard that oh, oh, man yeah.
0: yeah all right well the, these we're going to have to go a little quick because because they're, they could get pretty involved. <laughs> so the next question get, up, I'm is from quick, from the. That's yeah, all, right. all right. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. Is anyone here worried about it? Uh, I'm not worried about it. it. Let's no, keep no, this right. going. So keep rolling, baby. so <laughs> Robbie Morales responded instantly when I said I was interviewing you and Uh-oh. said uh, no. He actually came up with a, a question that's that's uh, it's a really good one. What has kept you motivated all these years? Uh, maintaining the trail scene on long Island, so he's he's pretty much saying that you're you're keeping it going and I think that's pretty accurate so what's what's the answer to that question
1: i mean i sta- i start i started i started building Kiko it's still there like some somebody has to do it like Barlow's not doing it <laughs> <laughs> No. Wow! great. <laughs> uh, oh, <shit>. Holy <laughs> shit. Right. No shit. shit. All right. Not to, shit. All right. <laughs> not to call... All right. Not to call... <laughs> wow. All right. Not to call out. I guess All right.
0: Right. So for <laughs> Barlow for the, got called out. For the record, Barlow's here, so yeah. it's easy to. I mean, he's right there, <laughs> yeah. so it's easy. But that was an so, easy yeah. shot. Yeah. So That's so uh, 90s like Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so so what's kept you what's, what's kept you motivated though? Because um, you you have to be like you know I I know we all know like what keeps you motivated? It's, to, just well, I, to ride. What else? What and else? Build. Like what else would I do? You know like. It's,
1: that's it. Like that. Oh, you I, could bowl. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna go both. Sure. No, no but that's, there's, that's, there's, I mean, that's one of the things. Like, there's
0: something about BMX, obviously, and there's yeah. something about keeping your thighs yeah. alive. It's.
1: Yeah, the, it's. It'll be fifteen. You young. It'll be fifteen years in the spring. So it's like started it, not gonna we not, party, yeah. yeah not we're not gonna walk away from it and it just keeps getting better and better like the people the people that are coming and riding and helping us out it's like, like it, right? it's it's <laughs> so what keeps me motivated would be like like today all my friends came out to ride on my birthday maybe the last session of the year it's like i wouldn't if if there wasn't other people around i wouldn't be doing it so you know, the positivity and other people's stoke is what keeps me stoked. No, so everyone else, like you coming down, Jeff coming down, it's, yeah, that's what it is. It's everybody else. Like, that's how the trails works, you know?
0: That's awesome because that's the that's the way, you know, I think most of us stay motivated. It's yeah, I mean, if, of our if, if there
1: was no one else there, I wouldn't be riding by myself.
0: Right. So it's just... But
1: you do ride by
3: yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, a little... You do, once, some, you do get so... I don't, I don't like
1: to. I, I. If I do... I'll, I'll text some local people in town like Tom and they'll be like uh, I'm going to take some laps if you don't hear from me in a half hour send someone looking.
5: <laughs> you know?
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, here's an anonymous question. Uh, does Enos still owe you money? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But like, you know, I, I, I stopped keeping track. You know, in the, in the long run Enos, Enos has done a lot for a lot of people. And if, if I ever needed anything, like, he'd be the first one to, you know, to drop what he's doing and, and help me out. And, uh, you know, same with Morales, too. Like, you know, I called him out a little bit, you know, I called him out earlier on the whole, like, you know, saying what time things go down at Sev's. But, like, same with Robbo. Like, you know, he's got everyone's back.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no doubt. And yeah. Enos uh, Colombo, it's based Brooklyn. And, uh, yeah, he's been a solid guy for a long time. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, uh, obviously a question yeah. for laughs. But, um So this one's from Ted Nelson, who is the step guy that you were talking about. Yep. Step design. and My main inspiration
1: for for being a graphic artist, that was Ted. Yeah,
0: he's a genius with that. Um, He worked for Standard, UGP. He wants to know, and this is pretty interesting, how many years were taken off your life by screen printing stickers?
1: Oh, Oh. (laughs) definitely a lot. Like that's, yeah. Before, before using masks,
0: what's that all about? The
1: the sticker ink is like huffing glue, it's like it's completely terrible for you, and like no, none of us knew it back then, but we'd be printing stickers at base, and it was like, oh yeah, print these stickers, and like uh, I was straight edge till I was twenty three, you know, no drinking, no drugs, but I'd print stickers at base and be like zooted out of my mind like driving home like what is going on here I have no idea what's going on and then like realized like oh like the sticker ink just killed me wow <laughs> yeah printing stickers not good no, no. well this is, well, <laughs> this was before you could just upload your your images to the internet and and get your stickers online. Right, right. So do that. Don't print stickers (laughs) by yourself. Get them online. (laughs) Get them online. Don't ask
0: Superfly to do it. And don't print stickers.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you get... They'll
0: come die-cut, everything. Right. Um, So this one's from uh, Nina Petraga, who rode uh, Port. Yep. So she wants to know your favorite Vinnie G story, Vinnie Griffin.
1: Uh, Favorite one, quick. I mean, there's there's like dozens and dozens of them. I mean, this one time... There was two big sections next to each other there was the rookie section and the budweiser section and they were like close but not close enough to try the transfer that he was trying and it was like just a spine jump transfer over to the left and he just got killed and he ended up landing on a pile of like pickaxes rakes (laughs) shovels like on his back like in the middle of a like in the middle of two sets and we were like oh my god like i think darren was there DB, we were like, this guy's dead. Like, he just landed on a bunch of, like, rusty metal. We are like, like, Vinny, Vinny, you all right? And, like, he would get really defensive when you would ask him if he's okay if he crashed. And he popped up, and he's like, he's like, I've been shot. I've been stabbed. He's like, a couple shovels ain't going to hurt me. And we're like, all right, fair enough. That's, that's the ghost. I mean, that's, that's one. And then there's also other times where, like, he broke his bike, and then he went home, and he took his, like, his son's bike. He broke that bike. And then he came back on a beach cruiser and like 360 to set of doubles on a beach cruiser. So that would be like, oh
5: so that God. would,
0: I mean, that's a, I can go on and on, but that's there's two quick ones. Wow, that, that, that's good. All right, another one from Nina, who is also known as Nina Burrito, Burrito on Instagram, who's is just red. She's just a red, yeah, red chick. You'll probably
1: you'll probably have a podcast with her. Uh,
0: no doubt. All we're right. gonna we're gonna do that one in uh, January, February. But she's awesome. But uh, she also wants to know so you're
3: doing an awesome trip. We're, yeah
5: you're
0: right yeah. so, so right yo, a, she, all right yeah yeah, yeah. that's a, that's oh, a good reason
5: go. to go to austin a, yeah,
0: <laughs> we could do it there too if if we're there at the same time me and russell sit in that's it we can that's ask it. her we can ask her questions oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> we'll have lots of questions for her so uh she she also wants to know your favorite danny billy story or oh danny man billy <laughs> moment she said moment but oh, it could be story
1: i don't know that's a tough one that's a I don't know, Dan Bailey Dan Belli is a legend. He's his own unique person.
0: Oh, no Not doubt. Like uh
1: oh, Dan Bailey's story. I don't know. I can't the
0: one,
2: really I
1: to... cr- the one that's really crazy. The one that's <laughs> really crazy, I don't know. I can't tell <laughs> there's some crazy one I, I can think of at Hooligan that I can't talk about right now. Kay's <laughs> <K's, laughs> <K's> just shaking <laughs> there. Kay's just shaking his head and being like, No, you can't talk I, about that one. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, I mean. Inspirational man, he's fucking. Like yeah, oh, Dan, rides Dan like 120
1: awesome. miles a day on his yeah. bike. Oh,
0: every day, like he's yeah. He's crazy.
1: He was, you know, one of my first friends, and we started racing together the same day, and our friends to this day. So yeah, Dan Bailey's the man. Like, I got a lot of stories. I can't think of. A good one I can talk about right now.
0: That's right. You know what? <laughs> the first one that that's comes to mind, enough. I can't talk about. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Well, you know what? Maybe Danny will bring it up when I interview him. No, cause... he's not going to bring oh, up this no. story. No. Oh. Wow, that good, that good.
2: What's the biggest drop DB ever did that you saw?
1: DB, yeah. all right, all right. Here's a good DB story. So you, we're uh, we're all sponsored by Base. We go on a Base road trip to Florida. Mike Cottle showing us around, and um, and Dan was like getting into gaps. So we're at this hotel, and he decides like he's gonna climb up the roof of the hotel and gap off the roof of the hotel, and uh, and he did it. Like he just got up there, gapped into the parking lot, and the hotel manager came out what? and saw that and like lost his shit and came out and was like screaming and yelling. And Dan Dan landed the gap and then rode away and left and like. Uh, so this guy's screaming at us, and like, he's like, I'm calling the cops, you are all going to go to jail, which one of you jumped off the roof? And we were like, none of us said we did it, and none of us were ratting him out, and he was like, all right, well then you're all going to jail. And then Glenn uh, Milligan was like, I did it, I did it, and, like, and he took the blame. <laughs> wow. And then the guy, like, the guy, the cops came, the guy yelled at him, and then they were like, all right, just leave, get the fuck out of here. And then we saw Dan, like, a, a block or two later, and he was like... I, I did the gap was fucking awesome. <laughs> so we were like Yeah, dude, like we almost all got arrested for your gap. <laughs> hey, John.
4: Yeah. You just said, Glenn. How did you handle your fame after neighborhood
1: superheroes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think I had much fame. I mean, I'm well, I'm on
2: that video. I think you did. Well,
1: back well, back then when you were film like when we were filming those videos, it's not like like we film now where it's like you think of what you want to do and you might have a list of tricks and sections and combos that you want to do. It was just like, well, I'm riding and the guy has the camera and you look at the footage later and you splice it all together. So I think there's a, a clip of me and neighborhood superheroes like doing a feeble grind to like a little no footer off of like a grind box and that made it in, the, in there. And I'm like, that's, that's not what I do. And I was just fucking around. Well, but
4: it was a a time in the late '90s where a lot of the trail riders were trying to bridge into street riding or ramp riding. Yeah. And Long Island was actually um, ground zero for a lot of those dudes that had a lot of skill with trail riding, just like Brian Orochi
1: and- Yeah, those guys made the the transition. Like Tara and Orochi put pegs on and and, you went to and street could do everything.
4: Riding instead of ramp riding.
1: I didn't really ride so much street.
4: But in, in the but video, you but, did. but and it's yeah. Actually, like, but every think of back then. Rider.
1: Everyone rode everything. It was yeah. like if you could ride something, you rode it. Yeah. Like we never thought of our, ourselves as. I mean, now I'm going to say I'm a trail rider. But back then, it was like I'm a BMX rider.
4: You're doing feeble rides with comp 3s on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It made no sense. I mean, that's back then. Awesome. Uh, that's fucking rad. That's yeah. And
4: everybody remembers about that time.
1: Yeah, and like, and you never, and you never raced. You rode street, but mm-hmm. like, but we were friends because we both rode BMX, even though it was like, different it was disciplines. like
4: a melting pot for everybody yeah. back then. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that video part—if you talk to someone in Middle America in the late '90s and they seen super neighborhood superheroes, they would say, "Well, I looked at John's part, and that was awesome because I only thought of that guy as a trail rider, and I see this guy like feeble grinding stuff."
1: Yeah, that was a that was a time when a lot of trail riders just ventured off and figured out like you know let's all right let's experiment with that like even Ronnie Gaska and Tim Stralecki were like were riding the street. And doing and doing awesome shit, and like and those were like those are hardcore racers.
4: Did you ever think uh-huh. that because like um, even though the age of these um, trails, these really epic trails were done, um, and these people had nowhere to go because they got plowed, they started venturing into a different aspect of their life they never would have gotten to because um, um, that happened.
1: Yeah, it was like one door one door closes another one opens like that's yeah. that's pretty much how that happened. But yeah, you're totally right on that.
4: Yeah, I mean guys like you like I said would have never seen that sort of side of you if yep. it wasn't for that and you guys were equally as good riding ramps riding street as you were inspiring people to ride trails so yep. it was kind of you know a different uh, and, that,
1: and that's how all our worlds like collided too you know exactly. and then you guys, you did, the, you, guys did, you did the opposite you came from the street and then worked into the trails it's about
4: me is about you right
1: now yeah. but,
5: like,
0: <laughs> that's true all right, let's get back to uh, another one. From this one's from Isaac McCrae, Groundchuck. Yeah. Well, right there. Yeah. Groundchuck. Ground yeah. um, Groundchuck's the man. That's right. right. So, he his first first of it, uh the first part of it's a, a really a, a comment and observation. Long Island produced some of the fastest, smoothest and stylist trail riders and racers. What were the contributing factors in that? <clears throat> We'll start with that because he's got two other questions.
1: Uh, it was the trails and the track, like Shoreham BMX track, was one of the best tracks in the entire country, and Keith Mulligan's parents, uh, Bruce and Betty, like broke their backs to make that place that way. So, they, like all the credit goes to them, and all of the good racers and everyone was very competitive with each other, and it was like just you go to Shoreham and you were riding this track that had awesome jumps like jumps that were just as good as the trails so to get through that track and to win races like you had to know how to do jumps and that's you know transferred. it goes back and forth between the track and the trails so between you know all of the awesome trails that were out east and the track that's that's what that was
0: look at those doubles before the finish line yeah
1: yeah like you you race yeah you race this entire track (laughs) and then you're like and you're like you might be in first you might be in second you might be in third and then like and you had to jump like, you're dead tired. The finish line is, like, 200 feet away, and they give this gnarly set of doubles in front of you. Right before yeah. the line. Yeah, and if the guy in first and second, like, you know, wussed out and they hit the brakes, and you were in third, and you're like, I'm going to hit it, then you won that race.
0: Yep. Coastal sold a lot of forks at that track. <laughs> yeah. <for laughs> oh, nationals. yeah. That's, there's, that, there's no that question. Set,
1: that set took a lot of people out.
0: Oh, no yeah. doubt. Um, so his, his other question was, who were the best teen experts in the 90s?
1: The best teen experts at racing, yeah, at racing. like
0: fifteen. He specifically said fifteen and sixteen-year-olds in the nineties, but um, I think you could probably expand up.
1: Uh, hands down, Ronnie Gaskin and Tim Strelicky were, when they were racing in their class, like fifteen, sixteen experts. Those guys were insane. Like those guys were the best. They they were so good. Timmy Timmy won world championship, and and Ronnie's class I think was a little bit harder, but like those guys were. A big inspiration to all of us that were racing because of how insanely hard it was and like how good they were and how fast they were like i think at one point like when ron when ronnie was like 17 18x he was probably as fast as double a pro Yep. so like those for for racing wise ronnie and timmy and they also had a competitive streak with each other like they only had one or two months during the year where they were in in the same age group but, yeah, it was pretty much those two. Definitely.
0: And the last question from uh, Ground Chuck is, are you faster than Tara?
1: Nah. <laughs> uh- Tara was fast, man. Tara was fast. <laughs> but, like, he had a head start. Like, he started racing when he was, like, eight. Yeah. And uh, Little
4: legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I... Ross talking shit. Are you, are you faster than Tara? No.
1: Tara was, fa- Tara, Tara right, was definitely... You... No, Tara was good? Was, Tara was so definitely good. fast. Do you Tara think was that good.
4: Ross is faster than Tara?
1: Now yes, absolutely. Russ is terror. Russ is roll. fast. <laughs> Russ is fast as shit now. I seen him at Shoreham like a couple of months ago, and I was. the...
0: Oh. All right, we better move on. All right, all right. So, uh, Grady, Grady Corbett, he wants to know. Grady. Here we go. Where's Grady? I, wish he, I wish he was here Talk for about this soap. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. who who is the real whammo? He wants to know. He's the Grady is the real Wemo.
1: Damn. All
0: right. So, oh. so, now this is a Damn. this is a line That's at a Kiko, ride, right?
1: Yeah. There's a line. There's a line at Kiko called Wemo. And um, Craig Bissero, uh rides for S&M. Uh, lives locally, Locust Valley, like a, a street guy. Um, he rode a Kiko for a couple years, and uh, Grady would be in there, and you know we we talking about something, and all of a sudden we hear. Whammo! Like Grady voice, and then uh, I guess Craig like <laughs> Craig picked that up, and uh, there was a, there was a video, or one of, one of Craig's friends picked it up, and uh, one of his friends uh, punched this kid in the face and was like Whammo! And then Craig, <laughs> and then Craig came out with a video called Whammo, and like all of his productions were Whammo, 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 and then there's like a signature bike, but that was Grady. Like Grady's signature trademark uh, saying is is Whammo. And oh, okay. we named that section after, after that, years before any of this uh, Craig stuff happened. But Craig's cool, too.
0: Right, so the, other part of his, the other part of his question is, Pints with the Creature or Witch Doctor?
1: Um, they're both kooks. The Witch Doctor's probably dead. The Creature is still alive.
0: Uh, both lines at Kiko,
1: right? Yeah. So those lines are named after like these two kooks that would hang out in those woods before we built Kiko. Uh, Creature's a little special. He, like, went in the back and just started digging a hole to China. It's probably still there. Like, there's just this (laughs) big hole by the golf course. Uh And he builds, like, these custom bikes with all kinds of, like, flashing lights and wears, like, a vest. Like, I'm sure you guys have seen him around town. And the witch doctor was just, like, this sketchy-ass dude, like, who looked like a witch doctor, red bandana. And, like, I went in there back in the day and, like, he, like, lit the woods on fire. And, uh... You know, cops were coming, fire department was coming. We're like, we got to get out of here. And he was like, yeah, just this crazy dude out of his mind. So, we named all the jumps mm-hmm. and lines after like, yeah, uh, Wackos in the Woods.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> oh, now, great! Brady
2: included. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. Wow.
1: Well, Whammo's the only one that's not like that.
0: All right. So here, here's one from from Tim D. Element Friend. All right, I'm not sure if that's the Instagram name, maybe. But um, what happened to sh- <laughs> what happened to shit pants? Who cares? All right, <laughs> got it. All right, well. Uh, so anyway, Timmy, uh, Timmy Strelicki, you yep. had a question for you. Nice. I don't usually listen to podcasts, but when I do, with the I'm sorry, what do you listen to? Um, uh,
1: Joe, Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Your podcast. Uh, that's pretty much it. You know, when I'm working. I can kill a, a nice 3 hours listening to Joe Rogan and then uh and I've been listening to all yours, you know. Cool. The Cody the Cody one was awesome.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. that one went well. Yeah. That's
0: that's going to be very similar to this. I don't know. It's, I was I hoping, hoping to live up good. to it, but I don't know if that's going to Oh, happen. I, I think you will, especially yeah. with this crowd here. There's no question. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So uh time to Stefano. Um, oh, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, There you go, right here. Right here. But do, hey, this is a, this is this is a quick one. Bud or Mike's Le- Mike's Hard Lemonade?
1: Um, Bud's now. Back in the day, when I first started drinking, definitely Mike's Hard Lemonades. If it's a hot summer day, I'll still how, have a couple you ever of drink those. Dima? No.
2: How, <laughs>
0: many,
1: how,
5: many, how
2: many Mike's Hard Lemonades could you drink?
1: Now or then? Then. I
2: don't know. Twelve pack. How many can you drink? Now? Two. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's yeah, it's too it's much some sugar. High sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jeez. <laughs> All right, this one uh, is from Anonymous, which means me. Rolling pool parties. Oh yeah. Which oh. is maybe the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Or uh, backyard pool parties. What's your preference? Oh,
1: definitely a, a moving truck. Because okay. you, you can, you can, you can take that anywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> until you except get accepted uh,
2: <laughs> anywhere in Seaclips,
1: yeah. A, yeah. yeah until you uh, <laughs> how
2: far yeah, did you
1: make it uh, uh, around box. the block around the block a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> yeah you fill, oh, fill up the nice. back of a truck right. that, put a tarp you. in the back of a truck <laughs> fill it up with water uh, drink some beers get an American flag play Born in the USA oh. until you until you get pulled
5: over <laughs> <laughs>
0: a block away
5: so like, so oh so good, good stuff
0: oh all right, that, that's that's a good one. All right, this one this one's from Salty himself, Keith Tara. do, oh. do, do you do you have any I hate Tara shirts left?
1: Uh, <laughs> no, but I have I have the screens and the films and we can make them. All right.
5: We have taken orders. Yeah,
1: but I <laughs> we <take an> orders <laughs> here. But I have the uh, but I also have the I love Tara ones too. Yeah, yeah, I was that... working both angles on that one. Oh, wait. <laughs>
5: yeah,
1: we, we went to the Christmas <laughs> Classic Perfect and I made Marcus. both. Perfect I made both.
5: Yes. You know. Yeah. Well,
1: he picked a fight all with with Ryan Nyquist. He did. So, no. That's what it was for. Yeah, this was for because Ryan Nyquist showed up at Sevs like unannounced and uh, started like bar spinning all of the uh, like the push straight that main yeah. section oh, and yeah. like yeah. cased and like broke his bike and I guess you know. I was I wasn't there. I like Ryan Nyquist. I got no problems with him. The dude's awesome. But Terror like lost his shit and was like blah. And I think like he wrote like a an, uh, a letter to the magazine and then they published it. You know Keith Molden was probably like, <laughs> like,
5: like laughing being like
1: like oh Terror's gonna get his ass kicked. And then it like escalated very quickly. Oh, and then they were supposed to have him. a boxing match at the Christmas Classic, <laughs> and it was all gonna be worked out.
5: Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was like I, I was like yeah I'm like dude I'm like. Cycle. He's gonna kick. I'm like, I'm like Terry. He's gonna kick your ass. He's like, no, no, I could take him. I'm like, like Terry. Oh, he's a, he's a competitor. Like he competes. He's a competitor. He's a champion. Like he's going to kill you. Oh, that's and Terry was like, and, Tara, and I think Terry, I think Terry backed out. But anyway, I'm like, I'll make my, my money either way. I'm going to make, I love terror shirts. I hate terror shirts. And I sold both of them at the Christmas Classic and made some money. Oh, that's good. So, Wow. Print yeah.
3: right,
0: so shout, right.
1: shout out to Ryan Nyquist for being a good sport. Yeah. are not kicking terror's ass. Right.
5: He probably oh,
1: deserve right.
0: it. And putting some money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, another cool guy, Brian Barnhart. Um, favorite Mr. B. Mr. B. Mr. B is the man. Favorite rider to witness in action at Kiko over the years? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's
1: a- wow. I know, uh, I no, know no, it's, it's not. Tough. No, it's not. Aiken. Yeah, Mike, a- Mike Aiken at, at the, fo- at the every... Fox Pedal to the uh, Metal Tour. Easy. Yeah. He, everything, everything. everything you could ever imagine on the last set of Creature, just... I wanted to take a shovel and just rip the lip down and be like, <laughs> yeah, it's dude. done. You could name it's no more. Yeah, can- yeah Mike, Mike Aiken. And
0: that's the longer of the yeah. sides? The longer the, of the The big sets? jump
1: at the end of Creature.
0: He right. did every three sixty right variation. He
2: did he did a three sixty X up can can tire grab. There's it was yeah, insane? Definitely
1: Mike Aiken. And then so there's you know you know, honorable role. honorable mentions, uh Havana? Corey Nostagio, anytime he comes, right. like he's always killing it. Hucker. Uh Hucker. Scotty yeah. Kramer. Yep, yeah. Scotty Same Kramer. Tour. Scotty Scotty oh, Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty Rockiko. And then what yeah. the did he do he killed it? Yeah. He did a double tail whip on the fourth set of creature before he did like his before first lap. He it. Before he yeah, before he straight jumped it.
3: And then what did we do the night after the after the session?
1: Uh, we we had a keg party back in my, at my my studio. And what did
2: you make Robo do? <laughs> oh
1: no no, that was that was at that was that at was uh, a Hooligan. That was at Hooligan. Oh that was no, yeah. That Aiken. was
2: we got Aiken to funnel. A oh beer.
5: Yeah? Do a funnel. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a uh, all of them Joe there, Rich the beer. Corey there Mullen. might be a, yeah. There might be a ah. photo uh, of Robbo attempting to do a, a funnel somewhere <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and beer going everywhere. But we're not gonna blow up his spot. <laughs> oh man. We'll keep that, we'll keep that no, one man. in the vaults. Oh uh, yeah. No, you
0: don't. All right. I so there might be a photo. Yeah. That's right. Here's the next one from Sin Squatch. I don't know who that is, but when I can, when when can I pick up the new Super Pad sets? I've never made pad sets, so
1: I don't know when there's when there's going to be new ones.
0: Well, apparently this guy wants it. he wants he wants, wants Superfly pad sets. Jason Barlow's not in the room, so we'll ask his question now. When and where was your first one foot table? Um,
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe Port. I started I started getting them at Port. Um. I feel like if I can do one-footed tables good, it's because um, I ride, I guess, goofy foot, like left foot forward. So when I go to do a tabletop, my back foot ends up doing like a quarter or a half crank backwards, and you can use that as a a lever, kind of, to like lift the back end, and then you just kick your other leg out and try to put the bars down.
4: So you're saying you're better than Victor.
5: <laughs> uh, oh, no, nice. it's, it's the same. No, man. It's the, same the, table. Table. Oh, the same table. Yeah. I mean, I no, mean, no, say,
4: no. I personally like yours better. They,
1: uh <laughs> yo, Vic, Vic Murphy uh, and Tim Judge. You can't beat yeah, this. You can't true. beat you can't beat them.
4: Say, I'm saying it over the over forty group. I was trying never say? They're both okay, over right? forty. Also, <laughs> I know that's what I'm they're,
1: saying. Johnny just melts his shoulder off every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah, you, you did one today. You did a.
0: Awesome
3: you did. You did. Yeah, we
0: got it. We got it. Captured. All right, so the other half of Jason Barlow's question is, here we go. You a smooth talker with the ladies, or is that just a Long Island thing? Um.
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait.
0: You're, you're <laughs> asking me this?
5: You're asking me this? most see the strut coming back in the room?
0: Are you, in fact, the most famous white guy that had dreadlocks? <laughs> I'm not the most famous white guy that had dreadlocks in this room.
5: Uh, That's true. How do I not look to my right? right,
0: but uh, But that was definitely Ty Ty things. Yeah, true.
1: Ron Wilkerson had him until Enos got to the scene. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was really fucked up. At the time, we thought it was funny, but looking back at it now, like... I don't know See Ron what? Wilkerson took it very well, like I would probably i'm not gonna say he deserved it. i think ron wilkerson is a is a has very well intentions and he's an old school b m x guy and he was running um he was involved with, with the warp tour so mm-hmm. this is where the story is going to and um uh, me and Glenn met him in california and uh he said oh yeah we, we want to have a a box jump contest at the warp tour but we can only have twenty guys, and you guys are from New York, so why don't you have a qualifying contest at Sev's And we're like, all right, cool. So we put on this qualifying contest, and like twenty-one people entered, and twenty were going to get free tickets to the Warp Tour. So it was like pretty easy to go in. And then, um, you know, our friend at the time, Rich Coleman, ended up um, winning at the at the Warp Tour. And the whole thing was like it was promised like the winner got to go to the the last stop of the Warp Tour for like a finals competition, and he got fucked over. So, like never, you know, never got flown to California. none of that ever happened. And then people were pissed off at Ron Wilkerson. And then there was one night, people were out in the city, <laughs> and uh, there was uh, a friend who was affiliated with, with Base Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, so so the, it was like, they got Ron Wilkerson, who was like a legendary BMX guy, you know, like up there. And then uh, they went outside and they're all joking. All of a sudden, a pair of handcuffs came out and like it was like oh. handcuff on Ron Wilkerson handcuff on a fence and scissors and it was like you're getting a haircut and like cut his dreads off. <laughs>
2: what?
1: And then like and then like wow. yeah and then left. That was baby. <laughs> wow. That was. Left in
4: uh, handcuffs. Did he leave the dreads?
1: Oh. Uh, the dreads were in a plastic bag at base for a long time.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: And then someone like. They sent someone's girlfriend back with the key to like unlock them, and at that time it was like, "Oh, it's funny, like bass is crazy." But looking back at it, we're like, "Ah, oh, man." Like, I mean, <laughs> did,
0: you like did,
1: did you watch like the Shady Bunch?
0: You know what? We're gonna segue Brian into Brian's yeah, question. Thank God it was never. Around. So Bri- Brian's, Brian's question was, uh, "This is a tough one. What is the, what was the golden age of riding, including all eras?"
1: Um, I mean, it all changes. Like today was one of the best days I ever had on my bike. It was, it was my birthday and a bunch of my friends came and rode the trails like what yeah. how, how much better does that get Yeah. You know, so like Absolutely. that's today today's the golden age you know back when I was 13 and I was blasting off the first set at Shoreham like I look back and I was like that's the golden age all the trails in between it's they're all it's all it's all the golden age like it you know there's good times and bad times there's golden times your trails get plowed and you're like like I put years in this place it's gone it's over what am I gonna do you know, you go to another spot, you help out another spot. And so then do you, you
4: feel like it's like years that are up and downs? Or do you feel like there's a solid point in your life where it was like, This is the best time and I look back?
1: I don't know. The last few years have been pretty awesome. Like you oh, guys, yeah. like Kiko's running, like you guys are riding there. You know.
4: Name some errors in your time, specifically. Like, do you feel like you I got some? You, you got like some youngsters arrest.
0: in the room. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> <get> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Are you really? A lot of the people. Oh my yeah.
1: Everyone's like, tods. how old are you today? I'm like, I'm a couple Tods. Yeah. I'm tods. A couple. Two
4: Tods. <laughs> Two Tods. <laughs> a lot of these people don't know like how long that you're. Career has stretch, It's kind of crazy because, like, your some of your best years might have been before some of these people were born. Yeah, I mean, so you're like, talking three decades. Soup, well, well. Soup. I was <laughs> telling you this it's earlier. Same, but you were progressing in the late 80s into the 90s while some people didn't even know what BMX was, and it was like a dark age for BMX. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like the, these times are, are awesome. Like, I'm still riding, still riding with with my friends at the trails, and it's like. Just want to keep it going as long as possible. People like Joe and and uh, Rich Bartlett. It's like, yeah, we're all we're all still into it. We're all still riding. We're all keeping each other inspired. Let's keep doing it.
4: You do know? You feel, do you feel better that a lot of the core dudes from back when you were younger and you see them now? Does that make you want to go further in your life with riding BMX? I just
1: just want to keep riding this wave as long as possible. Yeah, you yeah. know? No, it's all, it's amen. And then, and then, yeah. Amen. yeah, and having, yeah. and like having Groundchuck come back. Yeah. And like having Groundchuck come. He's shredded. And like, yeah. and riding Kiko, like, that's awesome. So yeah. Remember last yeah.
0: session yeah.
4: when yeah. he did the table over us? Yeah. Like to, yeah. 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 When yep. you the see picture. a lot of these sports. So like two years that. Yeah. That was a big awesome. like, memory of like, my life. Yeah. And you see, like, a lot of these people from when you were younger, when people thought that the sport was a fatter fading yeah. out, oh, and they're coming back, and it really means something. Like, Do you feel that it's tighter with these guys like Joe, um, that you see him now and he's riding and really like, like pushing it still?
1: What's awesome about Joe is like, Joe was so into the scene and I've known him for like over 20 years and he was like, you know, the same way that he is now in the scene as, you know, he was back then. But what what I love and respect about him is like, he took time off and was like, I'm gonna put all that energy and just and raise my kids, and then you know, you know your kids can take care of themselves now. And Joe's like, oh, like the one of the first dealings that I had with you, like when you came back, was to raise money for John Lee. It was like, you, you know, it's so awesome that you're so selfless, and you're doing this these podcasts, and you just want to like, you know, go to the trails and give people the recognition. Like, that's what's keeping me stoked.
5: Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's respectable,
1: you. dude. Like. You know, who else is doing that? Yeah. yeah you know? Okay.
4: Thanks. But in the same way, like, you're someone that's older that keeps the keeps. If you weren't here and that you didn't have Kiko, then a lot of the thread work through a lot of these people on Long Island wouldn't be sewn together. Like, yeah. all these people that are bridging the generational gaps. Like, you're, you're a big. Yeah. Of that. Like you're here
5: you're a humongous influence for Long even. Island riders. I
2: didn't. can. Yeah. I say personally that if it wasn't for Dan Bailey and John Scavarla I don't know if I would have continued to ride. But seeing you guys riding all over Sea Cliff and like parts of Long Island, like I'd see Dan Bailey doing a sit down wheelie all the way down Glen Cove Avenue. It was <laughs> like this guy is awesome. And then I remember the first time I saw you was at. Continental Trails, you had your headphones on, your freaking dreadlocks going, and you <laughs> yeah, were cranking tables at Continental Trails. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I want to be like this guy. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I mean, thanks, Tom. Huge. Yeah, awesome. And, he, yeah. Me it, and my brother, we would not still be riding BMX. If it pro- thanks. For those I, moments, that was like, when I, sta- when I started Kiko, for me.
1: I didn't think it was going to last a season. And now in the spring, it's going to be 15 years. And I probably would not live here still if the trails had gotten plowed you know 14 you years young. ago yeah, yeah. so it's like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: you're, you're being very you it's,
1: it's very hard to walk bear, away from that a, We're been on a
3: big right. 15 year right. bar yeah. 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 so like yeah
1: so like the trails have has kept, have kept me here Our friends riding them like every year it's getting bigger and better mm-hmm. you know besides like posh besides posh like what trail like what trails have been around in their current form for 15 years you Right. you know it's that's not an easy thing, and for no. and for a Long Island spot, yeah, less. yeah. and we're very and lucky. Been a lot of. I mean, here yeah. for a while, yeah.
2: But yeah, it stood the test yeah. of time. We just right. got very
0: lucky. So let's <laughs> let's finish it on. Uh, yeah. Actually, this kind of kind of works into you know some important sessions. I won't say best sessions because we you know I'm sure you've had so many good sessions, but um, a session that you really that really got you hyped up Stand because up. you were with you know just people that you admired so much and um
1: there's definitely two of them uh when the fox team came the pedal to the metal uh fox tour came through kiko who was there that day dude that was the Brian, best day Ruben, of BMX Brian foster and I didn't even Ruben, well, to kiko yeah Scott, aiken, Scotty Kramer. Cook, joe mike chase, <laughs> mike aiken chase was there heath pinter chase and joe chase and joe rich were hurt chase, but like uh, chase, but like yeah. the, <laughs> pretty wow. much like the 12 best BMX riders, yeah, Corey, Corey Bowen, yeah. like the 12 best BMX riders in the world yeah. came to my trails and rode and like, and we all rode together and, I, and I'd met like half of them before. I know Brian Foster since I was a little kid through Morales. And, uh, but I'm on the roll in and we drop in and I'm like going through the creature line and I realized that like, you know, Brian Foster, Scotty Kramer, Ruben are in front of me and like <laughs> all these other dudes that are behind me and I just went through the line and I'm like, crazy. And that was 2008. And then and then more, re- and then more recently, uh, Crandall, like, who doesn't love Crandall? Crandall? Crandall calls up Matt Hoffman and is like, hey, um, I'm building a quarter pipe out of garbage in the, in the back of a warehouse in Virginia. Why don't you come and hang out? And Matt Hoffman's like, okay. Like, that's how much respect Crandall gets, you know? And then so we went down there and there was that event and the next day we rode uh, Crandall's Trails. And I did a train at Crandall's Trails, but I don't want to leave anyone out here, but it was like Crandall, John Lee, Van Homan, Rob Dulecki, Rich Bartlett, Christopher, the the Callahan kids. The
0: Callahan. Oh, Callahan! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I'm gonna train through this, I'm like, this is nuts, and Matt Hoffman is chilling there, like, watching us all. Yeah, mul- like, multiple that's, generations that's what, yeah, like, how does that happen? Like, that's BMX, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Those two sessions were the two that, that stand out. Legends.
3: <laughs> no, I think we
0: covered everything from uh, what bar are we going smooth talking to, to, to you know, the food actually, yeah. Dude, actually I want to say, what's
3: your
5: favorite bar to go to here? What's that? What I want to say thanks what's to you. What's your favorite bar? He brought me on my
3: first street <laughs> session, my first real street <laughs> session. I think I think city.
1: Daryl Nahr, too, right? You and Daryl Nahr. We went
3: oh. Lavona, Reed, and he brought me to New York City. First street session. First Yo. real street session. Cause I always <laughs> yeah. rode like messed around. That. that was a crazy day. But I watched Soup's do a feeble grind on a ledge and it made sparks. And yes. I never, I never seen Yo. that before. I was hooked on street when I seen that. Oh, and yeah. that was like, wow. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah. Nice. yeah. nice. No problem. That I was. Awesome. I was scared that night and like, it was the first time that like, <laughs> like we went to the
4: I think city. I was like twelve. I was just <laughs> <talking about that.
1: laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and Daryl would definitely both shook. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen here? Like, we're just like the no, street yeah, rides in New yeah. York City were fucking crazy. But no, that was when it was
3: different. Street like, yeah. Yeah. we rode around, and you guys were throwing garbage at everybody. <laughs> yeah. You were picking up garbage, opening up.
2: He <laughs> yeah. used to do. You, did he open up the cab doors? Yeah. He'd like, it was ride like by and open the cab. It was doors. like a little bit of street riding, of here, but more made out. Yeah, out. He, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. In the city. Yeah. Yeah. First time I ever rode the city. But I was really young. I was like 12, banks.
1: Well, I mean if you timed it right and you had had a team, you could take your pedal and you could pedal at a at a garbage bag and it, and it would like rip it open and then the person behind you would yeah. grab it and throw it up in the air <laughs> and then and then all the it would like be confetti and all the yeah. garbage would like I remember compl- that cuz I remember uh, that. everyone everyone behind you.
5: <laughs> but the
3: feeble grind with the sparks, that's something that's in my memory and, you know what I mean like I remember that got me hooked and I think I put pegs on like right after sick man because I wanted to make sparks It's like, awesome I didn't know what grind I wanted to do but right. I wanted to make sparks that's
0: awesome nice awesome well thank you for doing it this has been hilarious it's been informative it's been everything I hope for and most importantly happy birthday thanks Joe it's the best I'm, thank you I'm
1: honored that you asked me happy to do this
0: happy birthday yeah that's happy awesome uh-huh. man
2: that respect to you Joe
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck to uh, good. Keith
1: Tara who, or whoever's
0: next. Yeah, exactly. Now he's got he's <laughs> got four. Yeah,
4: <laughs> he go 50 He's got four. He's
0: got four more to go. He's got uh, three people before him, so he's going to be eleven. You were seven. Oh,
1: so he he got more more, more preparation exactly. time.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we war- <laughs> we warmed, warmed him up tonight for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you.
5: Appreciate it. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) bye.